Good afternoon or good evening or whatever time it is. I hope you're doing okay. This is Stephanie and this is my somewhat informal holistic podcast. This is just me recording some thoughts on my cell phone. I will try this time to create a transcript automatically. Microsoft Word has a dictation function. So I'm just going to plug this in there and see what comes out. And that will hopefully help people who can't listen or maybe prefer to read what I have to say. Not that it's going to be that spectacular, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see what comes out of my mouth. I have some thoughts swirling around in my brain. They're not quite yet formulated to do a full article, but I wanted to just bring it up and talk about it a little bit. Part of it has to do with something that I've just discovered that I will share a little bit about, but I can't say too much about it just yet. The topic being for today, this idea of cult behavior in relation to our COVID policy. And there's been a lot of discussion about this, uh, about, uh, you know, is there a kind of a cult mentality going on with people getting so put into a mode of fear, panic, and hysteria that they might not be thinking as clearly as they might normally? Well, I'm going to extend this idea and ask the question, is modern medicine becoming a cult? And that is a bit beyond just the idea of COVID being a cult. So modern medicine is one of these sacred cows that we are not really supposed to be touching that much in terms of criticism. And doctors have been put up on this massive pedestal, especially since COVID. I read an article recently where they were claiming that doctors were the most trusted profession across the world, which frankly surprised me because at least in my circle, doctors have not been fully trusted for a while now and even less so since COVID. But in terms of the mainstream, there's this idea that doctors are altruistic and loving and kind and they just want the best for you and they're the smartest, best people on the planet. And so we shouldn't really question them. Of course, that is true up until the point they start disagreeing with official COVID policy, in which case uh, they're, fair, they're fair game, right? I'm talking about Dr. Malone and uh, Dr. McCullough and all of these uh, brave doctors who have come out against some of the, uh, the propaganda and dogma that has been going on. So this idea of modern medicine being a cult kind of comes into a, a number of, uh, well, I'm thinking about it in a number of ways. And, and as I have warned you, I am not fully finished with my thinking process on this. So this is going to be me spitballing a little bit. But one of the things that uh, happens in cults is that people become too trusting of the leaders. So I've already commented on this, this idea that doctors are these, uh, you know, amazing uh, people that uh, we must defer everything to. Now, there's a lot of great doctors out there. And for the doctors who are sincere and doing their best, I have the utmost respect for them. So I don't want this to become a doctor bashing session. However, at the same time, just because somebody went to medical school, paid the money and passed, doesn't mean they're a good person or they're in it for good reasons. They might be in it for the prestige or the money. And I've certainly heard even other doctors say that quite a few people in the, uh, the profession are there not so much for altruistic reasons, but not all of them, but some of them. So I've personally had my share of good and bad doctors, and I've had to fire some doctors because they weren't uh, paying attention or listening to me. And, and when you have chronic weird things going on, like what I have going on, 
uh, you learn very quickly that doctors are very, very fallible and don't know as much as we'd like to think that they would know. So there's that trusting element. And along those lines, I have a little side story to tell. I may share more about this later, but I'm being very careful right now because I don't want to, uh, we're, we're doing more research on this, I guess is the way that I'll say it. Uh, so I was involved with an organization uh, last year that I left because I felt that the integrity wasn't really there. Uh, and a, a friend of mine also left and we had some not so great feelings about what was going on, but some of it we couldn't quite put into words and some of it we could, but at the time we really just were concerned that really they were in it for the money and not for altruistic reasons. And this was a, a healing school. Well, uh, I just found out recently kind of by accident that the spiritual leader uh, that is that was involved in founding this healing school, the spiritual leader has now since passed away and has gone and shuffled off this mortal coil. The spiritual leader in question, who I won't directly name at this point, because I'm, we're going to do some research on this, but has apparently, like so many others, had allegations of sexual abuse. And we didn't know this. And this actually was very shocking to me because I don't know why I wouldn't have thought it's possible. It's certainly been happening all over in the yoga community. Uh, so uh, this wasn't yoga per se, but, uh, you know, just an, just another story, kind of like a Yogi Bhajan story, that, though not Yogi Bhajan, where we find out later on that the so-called saint was actually involved in, in having uh, sex with the students when they shouldn't have been. So then I haven't heard people try to justify the Yogi. If you don't know who Yogi Bhajan is, he was the founder of Kundalini Yoga in the West and uh, has been dead for a number of years. And people have since accused him of some sexual abuse. And then there are people who defend him and say, no, those people who are saying that are just bitter people or it was consensual and now they're angry because it didn't work out or whatever. So there's always that kind of back and forth. But anyway, back to my story. The, the webpage that I found last night was so shocking to me. So apparently this spiritual leader would set people up in spiritual marriages. And not only that, apparently audition the potential pairs for sexual compatibility or, or for his own kicks, apparently, because, because what this person was claiming on their webpage was that they were paired up. It was a woman. She was paired up with a man and that the spiritual leader would then be in the room with them while they were having sex and they were told to have sex. And the spiritual leader would watch and coach them and say weird things like to the man, you're supposed to be her Adam. He's talking about Adam and Eve and to the woman, you need to be his Eve. And there's probably other stuff that went on that was not elaborated on. I'm actually going to try to track this person down to, to verify this story. But uh, and, and then after this auditioning, uh, then they were told to get, uh, this woman and this man who were performing sex acts in front of the spiritual leader were then told to get married and they did, or spiritually married at least. And I'm reading this and I'm like, what the hell, what were you thinking? Why would anybody ever, ever think this was like the right thing to do? It sounds so super crazy to me. Like, I can't ever imagine doing that. And, and if some spiritual leader told me to do that, I'd be like, uh, excuse me, you're a pervert and I'm, I'm out of here. But this person, and I don't want to say this was, you know, this person was clearly sucked in and 
they were told that the spiritual leader was like this very powerful uh, person who was connected to God and that they were doing this for their spiritual enlightenment. And so obviously that person had since left and regretted this, but you know, when you read about cults, you find that some very intelligent people can get sucked into them. And I think some of it has to do with um, a lot of us are kind people and we just don't want to believe that people might have bad intentions and it's hard for us to grasp, particularly when that person or persons such as doctors, and I'm not saying doctors are in the room watching people having sex with each other, but you know, people who are uh, leading public health policy, we want to believe that they have our best interests in mind and they're not just doing it for their own kicks or money or whatever. So uh, at any rate, uh, I think about this kind of uh, psychology in relation to what's happening right now in the world. Because if you can tell two fairly intelligent people who are well-meaning and nice that they need to perform sex acts in front of you in order to become spiritually enlightened and they're, and they're just going to go ahead and do that. I think it's a far, far more easier thing to get people to do other things that might not seem so crazy on the surface, but ultimately maybe aren't the best things. So this just goes into the whole response that we've had to the pandemic and the changing goalposts that we've been having since day one. So for those of us who, for whatever reason, didn't get sucked into the medical cult when they extended lockdowns past two weeks and then kept extending them and then reneging on promises because originally they said, hey, we're not going to have forced vaccinations. We're not going to have digital passport. You know, all these things that they said were conspiracies. They have pretty much kept shifting and moving the goalposts to the point where a lot of people are allowing things that they might not have allowed before. And so I'm only assuming that in that particular cult that they didn't, those two, that couple did not walk into the classes and immediately went from, hi, how are you? To, hey, let's have sex in front of the the spiritual teacher. They probably went in there and it was originally just very nice spiritual teachings, probably some decent information. They, they always they always have good things that they put in there. They take spiritual teachings from other sources and put it in to make it sound really good, right? So they probably went in uh, where it was normal and kind of above board. And then as they got more involved and kind of sucked into it, then it slowly changed and became became more and more evil and grotesque. And that's really kind of what's been happening, I think, Uh, around the globe here where, you know, why is it okay that Australia is, you know, taking asymptomatic people with a positive COVID test to a quarantine camp that for a disease that is, is for the most part, not deadly for the vast majority of people who would get it even before these so-called miracle vaccines. So along those lines, I spoke with someone yesterday, very lovely lady, She's, she's older. I don't know how old she is. She's one of those, she, she looks young for her age, probably. Uh, and she went to get her shots and nobody at the, the doctor's office told her that she should wait between shots. The nurse gave her three shots, one Moderna booster in one arm, and then in the other arm, a tetanus whooping cough shot and a flu shot. So total of three shots because the tetanus shots, um, got, I think two or three things in there and then the flu shot. So she had three different vaccines. One vaccine had at least two or three 
vaccines mixed into it. And she was not doing well after this because she had a reaction. And I was very upset for her and concerned about her health and, and very angry at the nurse or doctor, whomever it was, thought it was okay to give three shots at one time. Before all of this COVID stuff hit, um, I, I had the tetanus shot a couple years ago because I got hit in the head accidentally with a golf club. And I was told or had been given some information that I shouldn't have another shot for about 30 days after that shot. That shot is a very strong shot. So what was going on at that clinic that they didn't protect this person? But because we're told to trust doctors and nurses, so many people just believe that they know what they're doing and they go in and, and this is what happens. So um, we, we want to have a balance. I'm not saying we should so distrust all doctors and people in authority that we should never listen to what they say, because then that ends up kind of being a reverse problem of not having any trust at all. But we've kind of gone so far to the reverse that we are allowing ourselves to be pushed into things that really aren't healthy, but because there's so much a barrage of uh, not, I wouldn't call it information. We could call it propaganda. There's such a barrage of messaging coming at us and people are so busy. It's hard to parse what is healthy and not healthy. So uh, we, we need to somehow shift this to have a healthier relationship with authority, not just blindly trusting authority, but also not getting so cynical that we immediately write everybody off who has an MD after their name. Clearly with people like Dr. Robert Malone, there's a lot of MDs and um, as M Malone's an MD, I think. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so, you know, you know, there's a lot of experts out there who, who are very sincere and trying to do their best, but to try not to get so blinded by someone being an authority that we basically go and let them do things that really aren't for our, our higher good. Anyway, I hope some of that made sense. Those are just some of my thoughts for today. I'm still kind of reeling about this crazy story that I read and um, how we can try to get past this sort of idolization of authority to the point where we lose our own self-protective our own self-protective mechanism. So if you have any thoughts, I'd love to hear them in the comments. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon.